This is 50. Oh my god, we're back again. Welcome back to Underemployed. Apologies for the long delay, but we had to get episode 50 right in order. And if you know us, you know that our two favorite guests, joining myself and David, aka Humpty Heart and the Real Slim Selby, episode 10, they joined us. We had a wonderful talk that ranged from the absurd to the serious. And I knew that we had to have them back, and we are lucky to be joined by them. Uh, unfortunately, not in person via Skype, but we're still lucky to have them. Uh, first up is the one and only, the Queen of La Croix, Miriam McHugh, coming to us from uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, yes. yes. The Queen of La Croix. I love that. Thank yes. you. High yes. honors. And uh, also joining us, uh, the Queen of Finstagram, I guess. Uh, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. Uh, is the one and only Quinn Doyle, who we are lucky to have back on the show, both of you. So... First question. The obviously. aristocrat of astrology herself. That's that's very Whoa. true. Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm we, loving these titles. We did discuss astrology on the last episode that we had you guys on, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, because it was cancer season at the time. Now it's, uh, what season is it, Quinn? We're in Leo season. Leo season. And um, I was blessed enough to get two astrology-related texts from David Hart. David Hart, this yes. very week. It was, yep. it was really... David Hart, an astrology bitch. Yeah. So, so David, now that an astrology bitch, you heard it here first. Yeah. So, David, now that you are an astrology bitch, what were the uh, texts related to, if you don't mind? Uh, So, they were related to uh, a yeast lab out of New Zealand writing a yes. This is beer. It's it's beer and astrology related, but assigning yeast strains to astrological signs. Uh, So, I am French saison, which convenient because it's one of my favorite styles. So like- oh. My favorite styles. So like, that's what I always order. So yeah. it was perfect. The Allagash white kind of Truly. thing. Truly, like, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. What was that, was there, and what was the second text? Were they both related to that, David? So the other one was, uh, you know, considering the, the Instagram trend of assigning screen grabs to astrological signs, because I, I guess I'm all fire. I'm, I'm a triple fire sign. Which, that you are. Which, uh, which Quinn, uh, you're gonna need to help me elaborate here, but I guess means I am just chaos. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I am just, I am just, I'm just a chaotic. I am a chaotic person uh, in in all. I'm analyzing the shit out of your chart as we speak. In all manner and forms. I'm pulling up the rest of the um, beer sign. Oh yes. I want you guys to know what you all are. All right, perfect. Um, especially this is especially I, I pertinent for Jack. Yes, the, Jack, the yes the your, te- yeah. So I'm a cancer. No, you're dying to know Jack. You're a cancer. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, happy July first, rest. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay. You are a oh boy a Voss Kvaik. Kvaik. Yes, you said that correctly. Okay. Tenacious yet imaginative. You are multifaceted and somehow know how to simultaneously be analytical yet creative. Mm. Just like a Voss Kvaik. You may not be the most boisterous of the bunch, but your drive and unique cre- creativity make for a daring combination of no nonsense and bold. And this is apropos considering my line of work that a 
a a Kvike yeast strain is uh, Scandinavian in origin and is a very robust and versatile strain. It allows you to do you know, IPAs, uh, farmhouse ales. Uh, if you wanted to, it might be weird, but you could do a stout with it. I just, I'm not sure how that would work. Um, but it's, it's, it works hot, it works cold, and it gives you a lot of really interesting flavor. So you're saying I'm the renaissance man of the group? Jack of all no. trades, Jack of all oh, trades, right, master okay. none. All right, Quinn's maybe. giving me a no. David is giving me a maybe. Um, okay, so let's figure out what Miriam. The hesitation. <laughs> all right, so Miriam reading. Oh my god, like that was just so. Sweet. I love that. Yeah, that th- this is this is very cute. Um, Miriam, you are Miriam is a Virgo. Mm. Let the record show. Um, and you are an Isar Lager. I'm not familiar with truly most of these in the article. I'm, um, I've heard of Jack either. I'm not. I'm not hugely familiar with the Isar Lager specifically, but uh, you know, I can tell you about. I can tell you about lager strains. So it's the hardest working yeast because to make a clean, crisp beer, Isar has lots of work to do and needs to stay organized and motivated. Virgos, don't forget to follow Isar's lead on the second step too, because taking some time to rest and lager lets you recoup from constantly going. I don't really understand that. I feel like people in sometimes in astrology, people are like Virgos, just like literally don't ever stop working. I'm sorry, Odious. Nope, it's um, real life. We have a guest, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we have a third guest. A third, which reminds me, which reminds me that the initial plan when uh, we were going to do this in person was that Bethany said that she would be on board with the theory of doing this in person. Then, of course, life happened and we couldn't do this in person. So, she is once again avoiding the podcast. But uh, yeah, no, I, I actively at this point. At, at this point, it's her choice, and I, I respect mean, her choice. Not really at this point. She's the entirety she's of our actively avoiding it the entire for the three and a half exactly. years we've been doing this thing. Yes, which I can't blame her. Um, but uh, so Miriam, you were saying that uh, Virgos have the reputation of being just consistently hard workers. Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, I'm, I especially like, you know, sure, I like work, etc. But I'm like, I definitely am a lazy piece of shit. I don't know where in my chart that is, but there's a lazy strain that comes through and through. Um, yeah, yeah, the woman who has the woman who makes uh, Google Calendar invites to hang out is definitely lazy. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I know you well enough to know that. I can plan my chill time, David. I gotta have my G-Cal block. Jesus. Miriam, I'm gonna side with you. When I think of you, I think lazy piece of shit, Thank first you. and foremost. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said it. Well, we got another so, new yeah. nickname for Miriam. Yeah. Well, you were roommates, so I guess we can't fight you there. Yeah. Yeah, I would never tell a lie on a podcast. And they were roommates. So. And they were roommates. Uh, but let me just give you a little context about the lager yeast. So, oh, thank God. Hey, everybody, an old man's talking. <laughs> lagers, lagers take a little bit longer time to ferment. Uh, their fermentation time is usually four weeks to maybe six, depending on you know what you want to do with it. With it, uh, but lagers are a very exacting beer. There's very little hide behind. You've got you know no adjuncts or traditionally no adjuncts. No. Um, fillers they're filtered traditionally um and something that are sparse by design and intention um so it's about a mastery of balance and precision in you know cleaning and maintaining and uh cultivating 
David, did you consider um, going into English as a major um, with your your way with words there? I was a communications major. Well, communication. Yeah, that's fair. It wasn't mass communications. It was, ma- it was communication and digital studies. Don't let our friend Ray Celeste listen to this podcast. Soon to be doctorate. Hell yeah! Oh, right. Soon to be Dr. Tanner. Oh, wow. That's right. Shout out to her. I'm still waiting for my honorary doctorate from my uh, alum, but that won't happen until, you know, hopefully six or seven years. But What would your honorary doctorate be in? Meteorology I mean, or something you're not expecting. Like, it would, you know. Are, well, an honorary is always doctor of human, an honorary doctorate is almost always doctorate of humane letters. Like, it's, it's not really, you, you, you don't, you don't get to. You don't get one in something. It's just. No, you don't get one. Cool. Just so you can yes. give a speech, right? Exactly. And then, and, and, but then you absolutely have to put that on your resume. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm a doctor. That I, if, if anyone doesn't introduce me as Doctor Selby at that point, that's an incredible. Yeah, no, slap I'm, not, to my I'm not doing that. You're not Tony. You're not Tony Corn. No, I, it's more. So, uh, Colbert has an honorary doctorate, and his is in fine arts, so that could also be mine. I mean, I make fine art at my job. This podcast is fine art. We've done 50 episodes of it. And it can only I be mean, fine art. Fine art, like. Um, fine. I t- you know, like it's fine. Yes. Yes. Actually, that's. Yes. Yeah. This this brand of art is good enough that we can justify doing fifty episodes. It's fine. It's you know not great. It's fine. Well, congratulations on fifty episodes. That's a very exciting milestone, yeah. boys. Thank you. And we, Thank you. And, you know, it's been forty since we've had you guys on, and that was I know three years ago. Uh, I guess a couple things have happened in your life since then. No. Ooh, not not too many. <laughs> Um, Not too many. Uh, Quinn, I think that's, didn't that summer you go to Alaska for the summer? Um, I went to Alaska the following summer. Okay. How was that? And what was that for? Um, I worked there and it was great. (laughs) Highly (laughs) recommend. I will be back. (laughs) So what was it like living in Alaska compared to say living on the outskirts of the, of DC? I mean, you know, in Maryland, DC adjacent, I guess. You know, I wouldn't, I, I feel like living in Alaska in the summer is a cakewalk and I was only there for the summer. So I, I can't, I can't take any like cool hardcore cred in that respect. But I, I worked as a tour director, so I was all throughout the state. Um, I wasn't really in one city for more than maybe like five days at a time. Um, and it was great. It was really fun. Um, it's a lot of work, met a lot of awesome people. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of that. Yeah. And then Miriam, I know, obviously, I mean, we mentioned at the beginning, but you just moved out of DC, what, last week or two weeks ago? Last week, last Monday, yeah. uh, we hit the old U-Haul and hauled our asses up, up to New Hampshire. How's that been? So, um, it's been great. I keep on waiting for it to feel like we're not on vacation anymore, um, which I think is a good sign. That's so cool. I I love D.C. with my whole heart. I think it's one of the best cities. I think it's a perfect city for me. Um, And I am so grateful for my time there. And I I really, we both, both my boyfriend and I assume that we will be back at some point. Um, But I'm just really excited to have a two-year chapter up here in this beautiful beautiful area. Um, we're starting to get to know a few folks. I'm excited to meet friends this weekend at a welcome barbecue. We're here for my boyfriend to go to grad school up here uh, to get his MBA. And um, 
yeah, it's been great so far. And I, exactly like I said, I just keep on waiting to feel like I'm not on vacation. Like I see my possessions in this beautiful home, but I'm like, okay, but surely this is a, this is a joke, right? Like we can't actually have this place. You're living uh, moss. Yes. 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 Uh, inspired by uh, Dave Navarro. When, obviously. Uh, yes. When, um, when, what are you doing for work while you're up there? So I, COVID totally changed I'm sure many people's work environments. Um, And so I was able to keep my job from DC and I'm working remotely full time. Um, I got approved for that. So I am still doing fundraising for a historic preservation organization. Um, It's been, I was very grateful that they approved my work request because I do travel a lot for work and it's going to be way more expensive for me to do so from here than it was being a 15 minute uber from dca um but yeah i'm I'm sticking with my job for now um what's the closest airport for you is it manchester or is it uh manchester is is about i think an hour and a half away and then there is a lebanon airport but it's like one of those tiniest shit airplane airports that i think i would probably only take if it was like oh i need to hit a plane immediately like a family emergency or something because it's it's pricier um and then there's a whole like Dartmouth coach system to get me to go to Boston Logan Airport. Well, because um, Logan's the, Logan's the closest international. Yeah, exactly. And there's like, like I just booked a flight for San Antonio in October, and I'm gonna have to take a fucking 3 a.m. bus to get to the airport for my 7 a.m. flight. Like, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a rough transition. Uh. I, I here in Parkersburg, West Virginia, it, I can relate because it's there's an airport in Charleston, which is like an hour and fifteen, which I've taken, but it's like a kind of regional airport. You know, I went to Phoenix right, last Charleston's year. Charleston's a tiny airport, yeah. Yeah, so you have to go from you know the flight last year was from Charleston to Charlotte to Phoenix, which of course geographically doesn't. I know it's a hub, that's why they go there, but geographically yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's the worst when you're like going way out of the way, and you're like, yeah. okay, I get why I'm doing this, but when you look at a map, it just feels. Yeah, great. why am I going east to then go? directly west I just hate it um and then Columbus is an hour 45 away which isn't too bad but you know when you grow up in northern Virginia and you have two airports right by you and then BWI is a third option it's like oh yeah no I have to now make an effort to fly anywhere um right and then yeah we should stress that BWI it it exists it's the far away third option we took cheap flights though exactly so bite your tongue yeah spirit airlines uh, yeah. Yes. Nope. Nope. Airlines from BWI, bitch. If I've ever met one. That that is my brand. If I if I ever had a brand, is Spirit Airlines at BWI. <laughs> there <laughs> the is only there's a line I'm willing to draw, and it's Spirit Airlines. Like Southwest, we flew on every year for Thanksgiving. I like Southwest. They have good service. I never bad mouth that Spirits. Where I'm like, all right, I'm not. You know. Do not do not compare Southwest and Spirit. They are two. I can bring a fucking. Be- piece of yeah. you can bring two yeah on onto southwest and you can and no sit anywhere you want on south i know no i'm praising southwest to, you yeah. have to pay for a, a piece of an animal cracker on spirit yeah <laughs> but quinn really does hack the system to speak for her here i'm so sorry thank you um, no please we met up in chicago one time and this bitch rolls off fresh from a spirit airlines mm-hmm. flight she had her cute little tote bag. That was it. She packed a full-on weekend in November for Chicago, 
no problem in her tote bag. She borrowed like one hair tie from me. That, I was is, shocked. that is impressive. It's actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. So she that feels feel. so good. And it was such a cheap experience. And I wouldn't have been able to do it if I had to pay double to fly fucking Southwest or whatever. So Spirit, no, no shade, no shade to Spirit Airlines. I, I actually flew... I flew to LA on Spirit, like six hours nonstop. Wow, <laughs> which how was, was that? Actually terrible. Yeah, I was gonna not, say, not good, <laughs> but it was under two hundred dollars round trip. So, like, you know what? Yeah, I'd do it again. I'd do it again. I love Spirit. No, I so. usually take the like United or Delta, like cheap version if I'm flying out of Columbus, and I'm fine with that. So, I, I it's it's not it's just like Spirit seems like the line to me where I don't want to pay for anything extravagant on a flight, but like. You know, I can take a seat where I don't have much leg room and I'm not one of those people that needs the luxury of flying, but I, I just, I don't know. So I'm flying out of DC to go to Chicago in um, September and like, you know, it's still, it's under $200 for a round trip, uni- regular United flight. So to me, that's where I'm like, yeah, it's still cheap and it's a good option, but I-, I Well, that's because United's, isn't United's hub Midway? Uh... It might be, but I'm flying into O'Hare, so it doesn't, you know. But I'm just saying that. I think that's the Southwest Hub. Uh, I don't know, actually. Anyway, and United is O'Hare. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Hey, nerd. I don't know. I just my most recent. I mean, my most recent flight was to to Maine, but beyond before that, it was to uh, Atlanta, and oh boy, O'Hare is massive. I realize it's like most said thing about that airport, but good God. When I love okay. Atlanta plane train. Uh, that's my favorite. Yeah, part. the plane train. Well, the plane train. Like the, the second I hear that, I haven't flown at all during COVID, except for when I was in fucking California when it all started. Oh yeah, all the way back. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But I haven't haven't been on a plane since March 13, 2020. I cannot wait for the plane train. Like that's that's I might keep so, up a little. So sorry to interrupt, but I have to ask: Having never been to Atlanta, please describe the plane train. It's it's like it's like any other it's like any other automated system you've been to, but because it's Atlanta, it's got a charming drawl to it and like very chipper voice. I thought you were gonna say strippers. Atlanta airport is just a big long line, so it makes a lot of sense that they have a really efficient subway system basically through it, and um, each terminal is lettered. And they have a really easy, intuitive map to read. Like you just go by the letter. If you can find a map. That's not. No, I mean in the in the. I'm talking about in the train. Yeah, like the actual terminal itself. Whatever. It's not great, but um, I think Quinn and I once got fucked up. Were we at the Chili's there? Oh yeah, the the Chili the Chili's in the um, Atlanta airport. Wait, wait. We, so we you got shit house and went on separate flights home. It was pretty great. And we also had to still go through TSA. Like, we were outside of the gate. Oh, which God. I think was a really imperative part of the story, is that we had not yet gone through security. We just arrived at the airport early enough, and we're like, might as well grab a MARG. And then a few MARGs later, we were like, shit, we should probably hit security and get on our fucking planes. Um, and it was a great time. And you guys didn't get kicked were. off for being too drunk to fly or anything like that? No, I just go night night. Okay, that's. I will. I, I, I would say uh, credit to Atlanta. I arrived for my flight back from the wedding that I had gone to um, with less than an hour because I had screwed up. 
and got through security, got my bag on the flight, made my flight with like 10 minutes to spare. And I was, you know, panicking. I drove into drove into the car rental and they looked at the car. They're like, yeah, you're going to have to pay for gas. I was like, I, I don't care. I'm like sprinting away from them. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's the busiest airport in the world is what I heard when I was there at one point. I um, wouldn't doubt it. It like, which kind of blew my mind. Like I would expect like, I don't know, Charles de Gaulle, whatever the fucking French airport is. Or Schiphol or, mm-hmm. uh, or Heathrow. Yeah, but it's, I think it's Atlanta. Wouldn't be surprised, because it's certainly it's I mean certainly at least the the shipping hub for North America. It is yeah. the number two by traffic busiest in the world and sure. busiest in the U.S. Yeah, there's an international. What's number air- one. Uh, it boy, it it is in China, and I'm not going to try and butcher this name, but uh, it's in China. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes <laughs> yes. sense. China makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, the TSA agent at the Atlanta airport, she's very nice, but I guess she lied directly to my face. Wow. That, yeah, that, but she's a well, fucking it might have- liar. You lie. In twenty years ago, in twenty nineteen, in twenty nineteen, it was Atlanta number one. So maybe the, maybe the pandemic had an impact on that. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I will also say uh, my biggest gripe with with Hartfield is Hartfield Jackson is that um, there is an extra um, baggage claim for I guess United that like has no signage, has no map. No one besides United employees seems to know where it is. I spent 45 minutes trying to find this place, and no one in the South knows how to give good directions. That's a this broad is generalization. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. Southern slander. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You like? Did you ever ask? Quinn, did you ever ask anybody in downtown Fredericksburg how to get anywhere else in downtown? They say, "Oh, you go down." Always, and then you take a left onto such You're and such. Right, that sounds like any. I I'd say like you know from Amelia Street. Yeah, just go down, turn right. You'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Turn turn right where? Like, oh, look for the sign. Yeah, the oh, signs. In, no, they do a sign. They do a sign like every other block in Fredericksburg. Uh, are, we going to, are we calling Fredericksburg the South? I was waiting for this. Waiting it is absolutely this. the South. <laughs> Okay, Quinn had her butt cheeks clenched for that. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. All right, all right let's Frederick hear it. Let's... is absolutely the sound. Got to hear both sides. So, uh, David, you're four. Miriam, it sounds like you're not in favor of that idea. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Miriam, you have to drive past a Confederate flag bigger than a house to get to Fredericksburg on 95. Yes, but that Confederate flag has caused a lot of controversy in the true South. And raise a single eyebrow. Okay, uh, Mississippi just changed their flag. That is true. It no longer includes what we know as the Confederate flag. So uh, is Mississippi no longer then the true South? Private property in the South. You can still find plenty. You can you can still find you can still find plenty of stars and bars in Richmond. Is Richmond not the South? Richmond is the South because of its history. How is Fredericksburg then not the South because okay, of its history? I hear your point. I just am saying I disagree with them, and I will not agree with you on this. Just because it's an excerpt of DC doesn't make it not the South. Okay. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can 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 I try and make a compromise that um, maybe culturally Fredericksburg is not super Southern, but technically it is Southern. If we're, if we're going that way, Arlington is technically yeah, southern. Yeah, that's true. Falls, yeah. Falls Church is technically southern. It, it technically is, yeah. And, yeah. So is all of Maryland. True. No. 
No, Maryland, yeah. I think, was the dividing line. Just because you're still Mason-Dixon doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean shit. No, but that's what we're saying. It's technically, saying. technically, technically, technically it is. No, it doesn't. No, Maryland didn't fight for the oh, Confederacy. God. Okay. That is that is my standard. That's why I also don't include Texas as a, as a southern state. But that, okay, but that's you know. David, David, you're you're, you're losing me. Yeah, I was gonna you're say I don't agree here. with that logic. I, I was maybe on board, but I, but if Texas isn't a southern state, I don't know what. No, because Texas is its own thing. Texas is Texas. Right. But you're telling me you're not going to see a bunch of Confederate flag jean shorts down in Texas? Not to generalize the great state. No, you absolutely are. But you also see Confederate flag jean shorts in Pennsylvania. I, you'll see them with more regularity in Texas. Ah, have you been to Pennsylvania? Uh, I mean, I live in, I kind of live in the surrounding area. So, yeah. I encourage you, Jack. Take that drive to Philly. Jack, what's, what's COVID life? like in West Virginia? Um, so it's funny, back when we were doing episodes right after it started and David had kind of asked me that, I said it's more, you know, people were masking up and socially distancing at the beginning and I, it, it wasn't that much different than it was everywhere else, in like the D.C. area and elsewhere in the country. Um, Parkersburg, where I live, is a little more purple than the rest of the state, um, which is obviously West Virginia's heavy red. Um so there weren't, you know, like people wore masks indoors and at Walmart to go grocery shopping and the gym. And it really wasn't a, it, it, it was an impact here like everywhere, but it, there wasn't much resistance to stuff. Our governor did a, like was pretty early on, you know, shutting stuff down and all that. So great. yeah. Um, even since, uh, yeah, go ahead, Dave. Let's say offering, uh, offering guns is a raffle prize for getting vaccinated that's that's where the west virginia side of it does come that. into effect pick Look, up trucks I'm pick up trucks and guns. Yeah. yeah yeah shit i'm fine like, what? I'm, fine I'm, fine yeah. I'm fine with it shoot your shot like to get your shot get your shot like there's shoot, yeah. get a shot yeah. to shoot your shot yeah. Yeah. it's fine whatever yeah I, pick up trucks and guns for some of the prizes absolutely yeah. yeah, like fine, whatever. Yeah. I, my my issue is, is is if it's state money. If it's Jim Justice buying it buying it on his own, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Apparently, I heard from uh, people in the newsroom that Governor Justice lost some money in like some in the stock market. So he's not quite the eccentric billionaire he once was. Which uh, he's just the eccentric eccentric hundreds of million. Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, we, 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 we we weep for the governor, but um, what a shame. You, I guess so, that means he doesn't. Go, I guess that means he doesn't go to the gear team anymore. Quinn and Miriam, if you guys ever saw <laughs> Governor Jim Justice. You would just fall in love with what a caricature of a human being. He is 6'8, 400 pounds. That's not an exaggeration. Yes. Um, he sounds like a dream. He is. Um, especially isn't, working, he, isn't he a real estate guy? Isn't that how he made his money? I think so, yeah. Um, and Cole. He, he made a lot of his money in Cole. Mm. So he just has some weird sayings. Like he, he, lo- he sounds like a sitcom character that you build as like a West Virginia governor. And he is just perfect. As someone who works in news, he could not be more perfect. He's just like, he's a competent governor and he is just, you know, he's a, he's a character. He's a character. You know, I feel like I've seen his headshot, of course, but I haven't seen, I'm just giving him a little goob. And I really am loving some of these images. Like, yeah, oh. this is crazy. He has a crazy vibe. He, uh, he has a it's chaotic. He, he has a picture of him like holding a machete. Like, oh, I didn't see this. Picture. Or an axe. Sorry. He he had a he has a pit bull named Baby Dog, and he named the vaccine campaign after Baby Dog, and said like do it for Baby Dog, and he brings her out with her like scrumped up look. uh, All these press conferences. Um, No, he he fully embraces being the governor of West Virginia. He is just he could not ask for a better governor for someone in news. He is just perfect head to toe. 
I want to look right in the camera and tell anybody, anybody that is trying to come into our state with drugs, we are going to bust your ass. That's all there is to it. But yeah, to answer your question, kind of around here, COVID wasn't, you know, like gyms were shut down for a couple months and then they opened up. I mean, they had capacity restrictions at Walmart until I think the CDC changed their guidance a couple months ago. Like things were pretty like, you know, like in line with the rest of the country around here. It wasn't too different. Cool. That's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Uh, actually, so what was life like for you being in D.C. and Quinn, you being in Maryland? Uh, what were what was it like for you guys? Well, in, in D.C. it was definitely just like kind of wear a mask everywhere because, you know, even on walks you're running into people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's funny looking back on it because I thought for, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, we were wearing masks the whole time. But there was that period of time from March until like May or June when I wasn't wearing a mask outside. I didn't, you know, we were like, oh, outside is fine. Like just wear a mask inside. Or like you, you even think way back when you went to your initial crazy grocery store run and everyone was packed in, not a single mask in sight because you were being told not to wear a mask. Yep. Yeah. The, the phases that we all went through are just so interesting to me. And I think it's going to be very funny to look back on, good God, I hope like, you know, in hindsight, um, this Delta variant is definitely a fun plot twist. Um, well, I don't know. Delta Plus sounds more fun. I'm subscribing to that channel. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's, worst, that's a streaming service I don't want to sign up for. Yeah, but, is uh, that the one that's out of Florida? Um, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I know that Florida is like they're hoping they're peaking right now so that hopefully Delta Plus is an, an issue or whatever. But, uh, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you know like I, you said, Mary, it's a new twist. So, yeah. Um, I was thinking what today when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today and I figured that COVID would come up and it occurred to me that no matter what we talk about COVID wise is going to sound so fucking dated in like a month and we'll probably be totally fucking wrong and just sound like absolute idiots. Whatever we say one way or another. Exactly. Yeah. Two weeks from now it'll be very generous. So we're just at such a strange time in this fucking horrific demonic virus that (laughs) There, 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 no one knows anything. Nothing we say will be correct, and we're just going to sound so stupid. So we should COVID, keep talking about it. COVID yeah. exists in the same vein as the scoring system for whose line is it anyway? Yeah, the points don't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It just, it's like, eh, you know, it'll be a new thing next week. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I was being asked to confirm my donors, like people who were in my portfolio, their travel plans for a trip that we're supposed to have in October, and I had to write them emails, being like. Hey, like, are you still planning on joining in October? I understand that things could change, but like, it was just such a horrible email to be like, trying to both acknowledge that we have no idea. Nobody has any idea what October is going to look like at this point. They registered for this trip like a month ago when we were all hunky dory, like pandemics really coming to a close where we are, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just kind of like, who knows? So it's funny thinking back um, that how we're now ready to be not ready because like, you know, I bought last year on March 10th, I bought a plane ticket where we were supposed to go to a joint bachelor bachelorette party in Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, it was like, you know, and then the next day it was COVID was declared a pandemic. And even talking in the group chat, I was like, at the time I was like, yeah, no, if we haven't, if we're still worrying in August about COVID, then we got bigger fish to fry because we all thought it would be like, 
August 2020. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. of course, we quickly realized, or no, I'm sorry, it was the end of May 2020 where the flight was going to be. And then we were like, it's going to be a few weeks, we'll be fine. And then now we're we're all mentally ready for like, we don't know, we don't know. That's Screw such it. a good point, Jack, is that like we're approaching this so differently than we were March 2020 where it was like, okay, like it would be pretty crazy if it lasted, you know, for X amount of months. But now it's like, okay, we really can't even say X amount of months. Yeah. Like that would be stupid of us. It's yeah. a great point. For sure. We got some gorgeous humility in the past yeah. few years, <laughs> whether we like it or not. COVID has moved the goalposts more than QAnon. It oh that that that's a, that was another fun thing Ooh. that happened this year. Um, yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> David, why don't you've always talked positively about QAnon on the show? Why don't you explain, no, go in depth please, about? No, please no, please no, yeah. please no, please no, please no. Nope. Oh, God, yeah, please no. Joke. Uh, yeah, Jen, that wasn't a fun day. Um, so it was not a fun day. Um, you know what I also like is that the last time we did this episode, um, you know, like this time we're very we're talking about astrology and you know work and COVID and kind of being very mature. And the last time, uh, the first I think twenty minutes were spent about what you two would hypothetically do if you had dicks, um, which. Oh, Quinn's um, eyes are What a up. dreamy convo. Oh, my Let's God. pivot. All right. Are, there, are there any for updates it. on that? Yeah, do go for it. Just yeah, wait, I you... do have an update. I would love, I have a great update. Like, literally, first thing that came to mind, there is a huge tub. I'll send you all a picture. A huge oh. tub of Vermont cottage cheese oh. that I got Ew. at the grocery store at the co-op. Oh my god! As a face reactions, I wish this wasn't a podcast. I just okay. I'm so I'm so pleased with this reaction. This is exactly what I wanted. It is I crazy. think cottage cheese is just disgusting. Well, hold okay. on, let her. You know, yeah. They, you know, I think a lot of people under the age of fifty would agree with you. Um, however, my name is Miriam. I have to like cottage cheese. I'm an old ass bitch. This shit is the best, creamiest cottage cheese I've ever had in my life. I literally sent a video of me stirring a spoon in it to Ray Celeste because it was so creamy. And she was like, I want to eat that. I sure love creamy as an adjective. Um, so, So I'm guessing you see this cottage cheese and you say, I would love to stick my hypothetical dick into that cottage cheese. So I didn't think that upon sight. I said, I want to eat that and I did buy a tub of it and I've enjoyed it however I didn't think to myself holy shit I wish I had a dick to put in this cottage cheese until the second we started talking about this conversation but now but now I mean let's go you know what's really interesting is that um since when did we record our first episode about three years ago uh July July 18. In the past three years, um, the whole ASMR thing has really kind of taken off with come like, and gone. My ah, uh, um, but the first thing I thought of now that I, I'm almost certain I didn't think of in 2018 was like kinetic sand. You know that like really <laughs> smooth, soft sand. I feel like that would be just a delicious sensory experience for if I. Had a dick. That wow. that 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 was my first thought. I feel like seeing the sand form around it would be where. It yeah. Would yep. That's really the, every time I walk on a beach, yeah. it's the only thing I can think of. Yep. It's... Making a making a pattern with it. Yep. Yep. Just. <laughs> 
I do like that you guys have still given this thought, which I do greatly appreciate, actually. Um, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> no matter how. Jack, that was that was a that was a life changing conversation. Well, as we've as we said on the last episode, and as we have talked, you know, privately, um, when you have a penis, you kind of just don't think about like you're, you're not wowed by it. Um, you just go, oh, this is what I, this is the thing I use for various functions in life. Um, and I didn't think, I've never thought about sticking it in yogurt or a Nerf ball or sand or cottage cheese or cream cheese or Munster cheese or Swiss cheese, which are kind of built. I just, I don't know. I've never. Swiss never, cheese is interesting. If yeah. your dick can fit through Swiss cheese, you know, yeah. I've got, you know. That's true. Actually, you might have bigger <laughs> problems to deal with. That's yeah, true. Well, it depends on how big a block of Swiss cheese you're talking about, because I'm sure they're not all, you know, pinky sized holes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a Swiss cheese person. If I'm being honest, I'm not either. It doesn't taste. I don't like the taste. I think Quinn actually got me on this Swiss. I'm a huge, huge Swiss cheese bitch. But I'm a thin slice Swiss bitch on a sandwich. I don't. So yeah, I, I will say great it, sandwich cheese. Oh, it is. It definitely like. Okay, so I will I will amend my statement on Swiss. If it's a Reuben or something where Swiss is traditionally it, Swiss is what it's traditionally served with, then I'm on board. But I'm not. But I'm not seeking out Swiss cheese on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, what's everyone's favorite sandwich cheese? Mm. Deserted Island sandwich cheese. Sharp provolone. Provolone? Sharp provolone. Dude, huh? that is weak I don't shit. even know what sharp provolone. That's like, so that's like, upsetting. Provolone is mild. so boring. Provolone is neutral, so sharp provolone sounds fake. It's not fake. It's just not served on sandwiches that you would normally eat, Miriam. Yeah, get fucked, Miriam. I don't eat sandwiches. Yeah, was... You don't know that. <laughs> I was going to say, what does that mean? I love sandwiches. Sandwiches that she doesn't eat. I don't even understand what that means, David. Sandwiches with meat. Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Jack? Like Bob and Pops has several sandwiches with excellent sharp provolone on them. Um... My favorite cheese actually is Munster. That's the, always the cheese we had growing up in the house. Um, and I don't eat it that much very often anymore because it's just not around that often. But uh, yeah. I'm a Munster guy. I, I, that was always the cheese that I really liked. Um, but I'm not a... I'm fine with most cheeses. Like David said, I'm, Swiss isn't high on my list personally, but uh, most cheeses I'm good with. What Nostalgia I, factor is... is- Oh, yeah. It's actually huge yeah. with a desert, a deserted island sandwich cheese. Well, then obviously the question then goes, what's yours? Um, you know, I think that my deserted island sandwich cheese would also just be my deserted island cheese, Kerrygold Dubliner. Okay. It's just perfectly versatile. I always want it. Okay, I, you're gonna you're gonna call sharp provolone a bland cheese, and then come out here talking about Kerrygold Dubliner. Kerrygold Dubliner is gorgeously flavorful. It melts. It's like the perfect mix between Parmesan and cheddar. It's nutty. Cheddar, does, cheddar does not melt well. It's too oily. Same thing it's, with Parmesan. It's nutty. It's flavorful. But it's not too creamy. It, it, it has a nice bite. It's a perfect cheese. I think I need to try sharp provolone. David, I'm really disagreeing with you. But I'm just thinking of provolone. And yeah, sharp is, sharp, sharp's a different animal. Sharp is sharp has a consistency closer to Parmesan. It's not okay. soft. It's not. It's not as soft and malleable. Interesting. Yeah. 
What is your, Miriam, what is your uh, cheese of choice? Uh, maybe I missed it. I'm a smoked Gouda bitch. Ooh. I love a smoked Gouda. But my problem with that is like, I'm really trying to think through. Okay, so sharp cheddar, not melted. Great. I guess my real question is what kind of sandwich? Because if it was just like an untoasted sandwich, assuming there's no toaster on said island, sharp cheddar would be it. Second choice, if it's a short island stay, because I would probably kill myself or be killed on deserted island, smoked Gouda. Evergreen, could eat every day, no problem. For the rest of eternity, toasted, untoasted, a thinly sliced white American cheese. Hmm. Like from mm-hmm. the deli. Mm-hmm. Not, not from a package, from the deli. It's perfect. It is a perfect cheese. And it's a yeah, perfect deli cheese. American really does not get its due. You're, no, you're absolutely right. It Graham. doesn't, especially on any like breakfast sandwich. It's just a really underrated cheese, and it changes entire flavor profiles when toasted. That's fair. The deli is the deli slices is much better than the craft single. Damn, there's some good ass cheese. I mean, I'm not. I love a craft single, but the the. Deli... I have I, I have no nostalgia for craft singles. It was not a thing Ooh. I had growing up. I we had them for some reason, but they're awful. Like I mean, I mean, they're like good to just. Like, Jack, you I, had them because you were a picky eater. Yes, I was. Well, yeah, and I ate a lot of cheese at the time. I'm not, I'm not, you know, denying that. But yeah, we would occasionally have the craft singles, and it's like, God, there's 64 slices of this monster in this fridge, and they, and they're like a four out of ten. But whatever, I'm going for it. Mm, 64 slices of American cheese. 64. Uh, 63. I was not allowed to have. Craft singles as a child, which Wait. is why I am obsessed with them now. I have and to. I have to ask why you were specifically not allowed to have it. Well, my mom. Her mother. My mom's a crunchy bitch. Like she is a selective. <laughs> she's a selective feminist. She's a selective liberal. She's a selective hippie. And so she would drink Mountain Dew, but for some reason, craft singles were a no go. I don't. I. The logic is non-existent, but. Craft singles were, you know, orange cheese was no good. Oh, God. Wow. I, I, I did, Miriam, I did forget that your mom drank Mountain Dew. That makes so much sense that the neon liquid genetic preference was passed to you as someone who drinks I really Monster carry- every morning. <laughs> That's that. a beautiful torch that you're carrying. Afternoon monster on the on the desk. The logical progression, yes, from Mountain Dew to Monster, yes. I've got a LaCroix, an empty glass of wine, and a half-done monster on my desk. Mmm, that just sounds delightful. That's the the Holy Trinity, ladies. It sure is. Miriam has the caffeine preferences of a 14-year-old Fortnite player. (laughs) I have a bottle of Chicha Morata, an empty bottle of Chicha Morata. I don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) It's a Peruvian beverage made with purple corn. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That. Purple corn. Yeah, purple corn. Um, to Never kinda, heard of it. Yeah, corn as we corn as we know it is like the product of generations, centuries even of uh, genetic modification and specification. And, and this is one that blended with rimish, or is this just like what? No, this is this is an indigenous corn in Peru. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So is corn it... like like in, indigenous corn is usually a, not yellow or white as we know it gotcha 
which is cultivated Blue for its sweetness and sugar, con- yeah, ah, and sugar true, content. Ah, true, true. Ever heard of them? Yeah, yes. Ever heard I, of them? I've not only have I heard of them, Quinn, I've had them before. Um, Whoa, those those jet blue epic. chips, you know, same thing, yeah. yeah. The same thing with carrots and potatoes. Oh, true, 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 true. Uh, one of which I probably eat more than the other, but yeah, that's besides the point. Yeah, no, I've yes, I, Jack carrots like a rabbit. Um, carrots are the one vegetable that I'll like buy and chew on and eat. I I eat healthy, but I'm not a uh, I am still not quite a vegetable guy. You know, I'll, I'll eat them if they're around, but. Um, I just, Jack. I think healthy is a generous way to describe how you eat. Uh, why don't you ex- Why don't you explain, David? Because you eat pre cooked chicken from a bag. Yes, I do. And so, are you still a super picky eater, Jack? No, no. And David can attest. I've I've become much less picky. Um, but I. This just, is true. Um, but I just try to with my diet. I try to you know just Jack get a lot doesn't of cook. Well, and and David. So David finally came over to my place in November because I always told him, David it's not really viable to cook in this kitchen. And he was like, no, 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 you can do it. And he and Bethany came over and I remember at some point they came in and said, Oh, this kitchen's really, really tiny. I said, yes, it's, you, it's tiny. It's, it's so he's, tiny. he's not wrong. It's, it's a kitchen that's tough to do, tough to work in. If you're learning yes. or you don't want to, you know, do your prep work in the, the, you know, dining room or what Jack has made his bedroom. And then when my, so my mom came, I think maybe like either when I was on leave or something and we tried to use the stove again because I did want to learn how to cook and it just, the, it was just a gas leak. And so we had to figure that out. And, we, and I was like, all right, you know what? I will learn how to cook my next place I live and my next job. I'll, you know, I'll try to pick up things to do when I go home to Falls Church. Uh, but I'm not turning on this stove for the rest of the time I'm in Parkersburg, West Virginia. I'm just—it's been turned on three times, and that's about the extent of it. I would say I still eat healthy, though. I eat fruits, uh, you know, eggs, and various other lean assorted meats. I eat eggs. Yeah, I—I I eat <laughs> eggs. I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, I eat eggs. You know, I'm gonna scream it from the mountaintop. I eat eggs. Jack, how do you like your eggs in the morning? Fried or fertilized? Eggs! Eggs! E-double-G-S eggs! My knowledge of eggs is tremendously wide. I've eaten them boiled, I've eaten them fried. Poached and shirred and deviled and scrambled. Omelette, schmomelette, coddled and frambled. Uh, I, I like my eggs actually hard-boiled. Because um, sometimes if I'm just in the mood for egg whites, they just pick around them. So, that's me being sure. Oh, no, I was more making a turquoise chief reference. I, I, I understood that it was a reference I didn't get, so I just plowed through it like a bulldozer. Um, so that was you just my... just plowed point. through that fertilization. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. In the words of two, in the words of two Chains, he uh, he died in that cervix. Oh, that's an actual Two Chains line? Yeah. Rest in peace to all my niggas that died while they were serving. Rest in peace to all the soldiers that died in the service. I died in her cervix. Chickens, no churches. Oh goodness! I think he's so he's implying that he he made love to a woman. Is that the is that the reference? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was trying to figure that out. I, I couldn't quite. Maybe the it. most insane rap line I've ever heard. Uh, that the that DMX one that we played on the show was pretty intense. I yeah, that's also fair. Yeah. I got blood on my hands and there's no remorse. I got blood on my dick because I fucked the cop. I'm trying to think. Quinn does does. Does uh, Bjork have any like super crazy lines like like what we're referencing in rap? I'm trying to think off the top of my head if she has any that make you go, oh my She's God. got whole albums about it. She likes to talk about the fairies. Hmm, interesting. Not not so much fairies, but Bjork is one horny, horny, <laughs> horny woman. She, Explain. Like, the, the way she talks about sex is pretty hysterical. Please give me some um, examples. 
Um, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. In the the whole album Vespertine, which is my favorite of hers, is basically like her being just openly, descriptively horny, like in very blunt Icelandic language. Like all of Bjork's lyrics are very um, straightforward and to the point, and not very flowery, which is interesting. Um, well, they're they're not a very like, flowery people. Right. She's like, I can't wait for the boy to enter me and things like that. Like just, just really hysterically strange. In, in, her, uh, in the Wikipedia article for the album, it specifically says lyrically the album revolves around sex and love, sometimes explicitly. So yes, that uh, very- There we have it. There you have it. <laughs> Confirmed. Yes. Confirmed. Well, my favorite fun fact about Iceland, or I think yeah, I'll say my favorite fun fact about Iceland is that there is an app provided by the government that allows people to check whether or not they're related because they're, the naming traditions of Iceland are related to your father. So you can you can have you can have cousins of identical twins or children of identical twins who won't have the same last names at all, and like obviously that close. The, the the risk of that is, is is minimal, but like it's a country of less than a million people, um, and not a not a linear naming tradition. That is pretty funny. I love the idea of having an app. Like, and I, I'm picturing people having QR codes to scan yeah. and <laughs> checking checking it. Oh man, oh that's weird. Did you guys ever do like the 23andMe stuff when that was hot a couple years ago? Nope. Hell no. Nope, I did not. I'm not paying for that shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not getting involved because it's a it's a ploy to get your genetic material. Yeah, I feel like such a fucking Republican about that. I'm like, <laughs> keep your hands off my DNA. You know, like it's not even that's not even Republican. That's just that's just privacy. Like yeah. privacy. Yeah. Privacy knows no political agenda. Yeah. We got the dog DNA tested, but that's about where I'm drawing the line. What um, were the results on that? Anatolian Shepherd and Saluki, stubborn as fuck, loud, herder. <laughs> wow, also, fast, pointy. Yeah, the Saluki, the Saluki comes in with this sweetness, but um, southern, uh, that's the yeah. Southern Indiana basketball team, or the Southern Southern Indiana University SIU. Uh, Jack, they have played in the NCAA tournament. Surprised we haven't had them in the battle bracket. Uh, maybe next year. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, and also in terms of genetics, I also know that I'm half Irish Catholic and half, as I always say, uh, white guy jambalaya on my dad's side because my dad is fascinated with our family lineage and I could not care less, honestly. But it's just like, you know, right, family is English, Polish, Scottish, and it's like, okay, right, yep, European. Right, like I'm white. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm white. I'm fucking white. I know my dad's pretty Irish. I know my mom's mixed. My mom calls herself a, a pound dog. You know, like, it's just kind of whatever. I also I know plenty of family members that I don't like as is. I don't need to meet more of them. Yeah, I'm that's good. <laughs> Quinn, I guess what are you? What are you genetically? We might as well just ask around the table at this point. Hundred percent Italian. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just like <laughs> extremely Irish and Northern <laughs> European exclusive. Like I, I there, there's just really I, I wouldn't find anything interesting in you know, 23 and me it I, was gonna say, I, I guess your last 100 northern european yeah yeah and david your dad is scott you know like comes from scottish ancestry I, he got you the, built the, the only thing i know for certain is the 
Slovak part of my mom's okay. heritage. That's like the only thing that I am dead set for sure. Beyond that, I. But good didn't question. Your, did your dad give you a, like a kilt one year for Christmas or, or your birthday? My mom bought it because they went to Scotland. Okay. She found uh, the McLaren clan. She found the tartan and bought the kilt. They also bought a, a, a vest or as they say, a cummerbund. Or not a cummerbund. Or as they say, well, I guess it's not a gilet because it's not a, an outerwear vest. But the, it, uh, they also got me a vest, of like a formal vest and a blazer and a hat that all go with it. Called the Bonnie Prince Charlie, and it's a look. Have you? Yeah, I'm pretty upset we haven't seen the kilt in action. Um, yeah, it's time to whip out the kilt. Yeah, yeah whip out the kilt, wrong. David. No. Uh, wait, wait. The man who has not that much shame is not going to wear a kilt. It's not so much shame; it's pride. I also, but also, there hasn't really been a, a, an event that's, that's more, called okay, for the kilt. More. Well, okay, let me whip out my Google Calendar, bitch. It's yep. tilt time. All right. Uh, let's Scottish holidays, uh, you know, Scottish days of recognition, and then uh, we'll th- have a party around that time. Let's see, Scottish days of celebration. William Wallace Day? That could work. <laughs> whenever, whenever. Whenever Braveheart was released in theaters, um, uh, I, I don't want. I don't want to. You know, I should have. I should have said someone besides William Wallace. I, I don't want to be associated with uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, with old Melly G. Yeah, I, I can see why. Some of his. Some of his. Some of his statements in the past when he's been intoxicated have been controversial. I get it. He doesn't even have to be intoxicated. They, they were. Ex- they were. They um, were amplified when he was intoxicated, if I recall. Sure. More frequent. More frequent. Um, Hunt the Gauk on April first. On this day, people would play tricks and tell lies to catch each other, to catch each other out. Um, Which is where probably April Fools comes yeah. from. So uh, uh, there's also a possibility that that's Fools Fest weekend, and like there's already there's already a team of people who wear kilts to a Fools Fest. And you can't be associated with them. I mean, they're losers. Brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like Englishmen and Scots, or Welshmen and Scots, or Japanese and Scots, or Scots and other Scots. Damn Scots! They ruined Scotland! You Scots sure are a contentious people. Just made an enemy for life! Well, but that's, but it's their bit, and I'm not trying to steal that. That's fair. You that's are- respectable. Yeah, I mean, you are you are by yourself, Mister Fredericksburg, which is a nickname I know you loathe, but is very accurate. So I I get that you kind of I, wanted to. Do that. I have not lived there for three years, two and a half years. David, you you don't have to live in Fredericksburg right now. To your legacy will live forever. You'll be eighty. Will it you'll, you'll be eighty six, and they'll be building a statue for you outside of the Mary Washington main campus, and I'll be extremely happy, and I'll be there to cut the ribbon. What cursed timeline will have a statue of me being built outside of Mary Washington? I think the, I think the one we're currently in, where you stay there for a while. When Dr. Tanner is president. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the question is, well, all right, well, then what do I do to what do I what, what is my role? Do I replace Dean Rucker? I think what, just build another statue. It's like the Staples Center in LA has 40 of them. I mean, like, you could just get another statue. Statue can't be that expensive. I mean, another implies that there's any statue of me. Why not? No, I mean, in just in general, why not? Um, why not have another? What was the Mary? What was it you and Jay did uh, for Mary Washington a few weeks ago? Uh, Mary Washington. Day. Yep. We did a, a campaign that Jay did not tell me he had signed me up for until I got an email from Mary Washington Alumni Center saying, thank you so much for working with Jay on the Giving Center. That <laughs> sounds didn't. about Jay. I was like, you bitch. Um, but he paid for the whole thing, so I can't complain. Um, and yeah, we did a dumb 
fundraising thing that was kind of fun to do in the end. Um, yeah. Why don't we just do another one of those for David's statue? Now we're talking. I, for, uh, only, only if the statue is, is a bench. Wait, like a, a, like a statue sitting on a bench? No, no, no. The statue is, 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 can be used as a bench. That uh, is my legacy on campus was bench sitting. Okay. Well, then I think we build it. Or we build it where you sat uh, after your graduation on top of the, like, the ledge and you were pointing outwards. Um, I think that would I be was, I was doing the Nixon. Yeah. Uh, well, then we'll, have you, we'll build a statue for there. Um, we're coming up on an hour. Quinn and or Miriam, do you guys have anything you either want to talk about or want to say before we, before we move on? Gosh. It's lovely chatting with you guys. Congrats on 50 episodes. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's I mean, funny to look back on the past three years. You know, I'm, Jack, I'm so proud of you for being in in news, like where you wanted to be. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. No, it's, uh, and I, it, it's fun looking back when I listened back to that old episode and think about how we all, like Quinn, you had just left your job when we recorded that episode. And uh, Oh, really? Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, that was July of 18. So, and I mean, yeah, you had wow. just, you had just That's left, so. Yeah, no, it's it's it was funny listening back and think that Dave and I both have different jobs and uh, you know we, we were all repulsively hungover. <laughs> that's true. We recorded at Quinn's house and uh, Bethany was out by the pool. Yeah, no, that was a fun. That was a fun. That was a fun day. But uh, no, I appreciate that. And yeah, I just also miss both of you. I mean, it's gonna. I Miriam, I know I saw you a couple months ago for the uh, Kentucky Derby, right? When we went out to what was the place, David? Yes. Unofficial hang for the derby. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, where did we go? We were at uh, the beer hall with the lions out front. Oh, Midlands. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, my usual, my usual haunt. Yeah, and, and, and Quinn, I don't know when the last time I saw you in person was, but it's been a it's yeah. Been, I don't know either. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. Um, but hopefully that can change soon. And. Uh, I don't know. It's just it is just nice catching up with both of you because um, you two. Likewise. Well, you two are super smart. I'm still very disappointed that you two never started a podcast together. Uh, they had a radio show. I know, and we they talked had about a radio that. show before podcasts were were it. Podcasts were already it. But I remember saying at the time, I said, uh, you know, two girls, one show has a great legacy. But that podcast just, you know, I think the not to toot your own horn too much, but I think the the world would be delighted with more Quinn and Miriam. Hey, it's, Jack, it's not, yeah. it's not a tooting of, it's not a tooting of, it's not a tooting of their own horns when it's you doing it. I, whatever the, whatever the vernacular would be, you understand what I'm saying. Pumping right? their tires. We, sure. We need to people to want to hang out with us, so we have to, you know, store our, our humor for in-person jokes is what I'll, I'll go ahead and say. Fair enough. That's okay. fair. <laughs> Miriam does... There is a Twitter account entirely devoted to grading Miriam's jokes. Yeah, Wait, the, is fuck there? Evan Smallwood, if he listens to this. Fuck Evan Smallwood for that. I really had no idea who it was for a long time. Like, he actually conned me, and I'm still shocked. The first time I saw it, I knew it was Evan Smallwood. How did you not? I, Because he was so good at lying to my face that it wasn't him. So I'm not from Rube. So there is an actual Twitter account that just like, here's what you say in public or, you know, in conversation and just tweets. It, it, rates, her, it tweet rates her Twitter jokes. Gotcha. And rate them on a scale of one to 10. Uh, how many, so. ten, how many tens have you gotten, Miriam? I don't think a single 10. Wow. I mean, I, you're, you're really funny. I, 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 I just can't imagine that he, 
then that's a fair judgment. Although, I mean, your boyfriend also has still, and I know I discussed this last time, one of the best tweets of all time. So maybe that's just the legacy that has to be lived up to. Um, specifically, the Hugh Hefner tweet is an all-time classic tweet. Um, He's really scaled down his Twitter. Uh, probably for the best. Recently. <laughs> probably for the, the best. The, the Twitter antics. Real quick, for anyone who doesn't know, um, uh, Miriam's boyfriend, the day Hugh Hefner died, posted a tweet with, where he said, porn went out for Hugh tonight, and he was holding a bottle of hand lotion in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really, it was top-notch, like, great. He was on Reddit and shit. Like, he was. was. I remember sending him sending him the the link oh god oh that is that's that's the tweet that we all have to i mean that that's that's the level of humor that we all strive to have one day but uh yeah any parting words for the people david um or for mary minquin in general you know get vaccinated if you haven't already yeah um that's that's really that's all i've got i mean you know there's Things are weird. Um, look out for look out for your neighbor because you know it's the right thing to do. And uh, drink water. I would love for this podcast episode to actually convince someone to get vaccinated. If you get vaccinated because of listening to this, DM me or text me proof of your vaccine card. Or me. Venmo, and I will Venmo you ten dollars. Um, I can't imagine how much overlap we have with people who haven't been vaccinated knowing the circles we run in. Um, but yes. You'd it, be surprised. Uh, uh, There's a lot of sneaky secret people. Ooh, hot gosh. I almost did that secret today. Who the fuck is following me that isn't vaccinated? Yeah, like, that's... I, I'm not... Who? Miriam, I literally thought that the other day where, because I don't, I never post stuff like, you get vaccinated because in my mind I'm like, I don't know a single family member or friend and not even like, oh, family member that I don't talk to. Like, no, everyone I know has gotten vaccinated. So it's like. Well, I'm sure I have some family. I'm just thinking like on social media. Like, yeah. I, I just don't. I'm whatever. No, I agree. It's sort of like, yeah, th- there's no chance that people. But I do agree. If, if for some reason you haven't, uh, you should. It's the safe thing to do. Um, and I wanted to thank you, Miriam and Quinn, for A, coming back on the show and for B, bringing uh, your brand of big dick energy to this wonderful podcast. Uh, oh, what a gorgeous compliment. I, thank you so much. Of course. And even if it's a hypothetical, even if it's a hypothetical dick, it is it is truly BDE. So thank you both from the bottom of our It's big. That's all that matters. Yep. It's the, biggest of, the biggest of dicks. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Like David said, please be safe. Nigga with a dick like a anaconda, kinda. I know you wish you could know Nigga with a dick like a big cobra, cobra. I know you wish you could go home to a nigga with a dick like a python, python. I know you wish you could get a date with a nigga with a dick like a rattlesnake.